No, this league's this league's my league for the next ten years, bud. Nope. And dude, you with Huddle Up. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Okay, okay. Corey, you fucking win. Today, we're going to talk about Corey's fantasy football team and how great it is. And Daniel is going to talk about his fantasy football team and how great it is. And we're going to talk about how, no, 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 this is done. Okay. And then we're going to talk about how I won the work league two out of the last three years. And so my team actually probably is the best despite being last place last year. Dude, that league, that was given to you by the worst trade in eternity by a guy. It happens every year. He gave you your, your whole core. Listen. Here's the, here's the truth. Here's the sad truth. Uh, we'll start with my team, okay? Because it's going to be the easiest one to go over. Here's the truth about fantasy football. Read the room. Know what's going on. Pay attention to the one dumbass who drafts four quarterbacks in a one-quarterback league. And at the end of the season, when he's starving, when the grapes are dying on the vine, and he just needs anybody, you can trade him a wide receiver, too, for a quarterback, and you're good to go. Bing, bong, you're done. Okay? You ready? I'm not talking about that. Oh, okay. I'm talking about how you got Jonathan Taylor, Mike Evans, and Travis Kelsey or something all in one trade. Like he just bailed on his whole team and wanted to do some blockbuster and oh. gave you the championship. Me and you were supposed to be, I was running that league. I was in the first place until the very last week. And then you got the number one seed. And then I got upset in the playoffs. I wish I would have played you. I wish so too. That would have been fun. I don't know what the show is going to be about, guys. We're going to work our way through this. We've sat around for a half hour today catching up, having fun, right? But at some point, we got to hit the fucking button, as Corey would so eloquently say. So, Corey, <laughs> we're going to start with we're going to start with Corey's fantasy football teams. Let's talk about fantasy football. If you guys don't play Dynasty, if you play if you don't play Dynasty, you're going to be really bored with this episode. We're going to talk about Dynasty offseason. That's what it is today. Who doesn't play Dynasty, Dynasty as of right now? I mean, it's getting so popular. It's so nice. Dynasty offseason strategies is what this show is going to be all about. And, Corey, I want you to go ahead. And I, I'm gonna, we're winging this. We are literally winging this. We do not have a show sheet. Ready? Corey, what, what did you want to say about your team? You've been going on about this for a week. What did you want to say about your offseason? Go ahead. I mean, I, I guess now that I think about it, you know, Maybe there's not a lot to say, but I was feeling real, <laughs> you know, I think I should be an NFL GM. That's all I'm saying. Okay, there it is. Now let's take that and run with it. Oh, God, here we go. So with if, it. if you guys uh, flop over to the live stream, I've got my cheat sheet for the Huddle Up Fantasy Football Dynasty League that is exclusive to Huddle Up Fantasy Football list, uh, podcast listeners. Um, this is what I live and die by, and you've got to have the stream pulled up to see it. Um, I went into the off season, you know, my first year was awesome. Uh, I went into the off season with, uh, I didn't make the playoffs this past year, so I had a fairly early pick, but I made some moves, but basically at the running back position, I had Najee Harris, ETN and Cleo Herbert. Not much to speak of, right? So in the draft, I got four running backs. Um, I got Spiller pretty high. I think that was second round, possibly second round. 
And then in the later rounds, I got Pacheco on the Chiefs, Ford, and Kay Harris with the, uh, I don't even know his first name, bro. I don't even know his first name, but I got him with the Patriots. But here's the reality. Here's the reality of the NFL is running backs do not matter. And these guys are in backfields that have no lead running back. I guess, you know, you could argue that the Chiefs have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But the reality is one of these guys is going to pop. So I got some depth, depth at the running back position. And then I made a trade for Cam Akers. I traded a one and a two next year for Cam Akers. Is it going to work out? We don't know. How do you feel about that? Are yeah. you excited? Yeah, here we go. Let's talk about Let's talk yeah. about Go ahead, Corey. I, that gives me a point that we can have an actual discussion for the podcast. Can continue with your so one, I don't I don't know if I like No, that. no, you shut up, Daniel. Let him finish. So, one of our fine listeners, Trash Can, Trash Panda, um put Cam Akers on the trade block. So, I went to my analytics. I'm not going to tell you where I get them from or how they're produced. And I traded 2023 first and second for Cam Akers, which immediately gave me Najee Harris, Cam Akers, Travis Etienne, and Khalil Herbert, and then my four rookies. So in my mind, I just solidified my running back position this this offseason. Daniel? I just don't know what to think about Cam Akers yet. He came back, and I know, God, coming back from Achilles you know, injury like that, that's, that's tough to do, especially for running back, but he fumbled multiple times. I mean, that's not Achilles related. He lost two fumbles and yeah, lost two fumbles. And I actually watched one right before we got on. One was uh, a crucial moment in the playoffs, uh, gave Tampa, uh, the game back Tampa went down and tied it and they barely won the game. It was all almost all because of cam Akers. They had that game, you know, in hand, but I guess it's up to him. I, I don't know if we're going to see the explosive cam makers that we saw, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago. Um, so I don't know. There's, there's some risk there. Yeah. What did you pay? Corey, tell us what you paid for cam makers again. I played a, I paid a 2023 first and a 2023 second. The first belonged to Daniel originally. So that's going to be really early. So it's, it's going to be super, super late. Early, late, there's mixed reviews. You, you on it, Tony. You're just digging. I'm just digging. You it'll don't think late. that's going to be early. No, it'll be late. You know what? I, let's, let's, let's slow down and think about this. Where was the second? Was it your second, Corey? My second. And your second is later than average. So let's call your second a seventh. And Daniel's second, Daniel's first. Um, let's just call it a twelve. Oh my God! Let's call it a tenth. <laughs> Let's call it a tenth. Daniel could win. Oh, Did you? You won I'm not last even year. Make the championship. You won last yeah. year. Yeah. But well, I'm ready to roll again. Yeah. I won last year without so think, my three running backs. I think a one ten and a two oh seven for Cam Akers is that? That's not bad. That's not crazy. We look at Cam. You talked about Cam Akers' his fumbles. Those aren't you. You pointed that. You nailed it. The biggest question mark with Cam Akers is the Achilles injury, right? A fumble has nothing to do with an Achilles injury. They're just not related. We also talked about explosiveness, okay? So that that's something that we're going to have to keep our eyes on. Has Cam Akers lost his pop? But honestly, I remember watching a lot more a lot more of the times than not. We watched Cam Akers in the playoffs and I was like, "Holy shit, this guy just defied the odds. This is the next Emmanuel Sanders." Like think about other players who have had Achilles injuries and bounced back. It doesn't happen often. 
what's this? Run, what's the running back? Houston running back, then Colts. Now, then he was Saints, and now where's he at? Uh, Dante Foreman. Yeah, he never. Yeah. He never. Yeah, yeah. He never got it back. It never happened again. Uh, he looked solid enough last year, filling in for uh, for Derrick Henry. Cam Akers, that was the best he looked. I thought Cam Akers looked good, and that was was it less than a year removed. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, whatever happened with Cam Akers is incredible. And so I'm not willing to write that off. If you're telling me it's a late first and a late second for an opportunity at a starting running back and a high-powered superstar, Super Bowl winning offense, dude, Corey, I honestly think that was a slam dunk. I really do think it was. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They won the Super Bowl, right? If it, and if it doesn't work if, out. If it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it doesn't if, work if out. If you use a running back in your playoff run, keep him there. Let's go. And if it doesn't work out, what's lost? I don't think that much is lost. I agree. I agree. I th- I, th- I feel like I can get value in the later rounds, which I, which I did this past offseason, so I'm ready to go. Yeah, when you take into account that it was it's going to be my first and then your second, that's... You know, both are both are pretty late. That's that's not bad. You know, if we're if we're talking top three or four pick in the first round, I mean that's that's where it gets to be. You know, a little more scary. So let's take this opportunity. Um, hello, Chan. Thanks for joining the stream. Let's take the opportunity to talk about the theory here because obviously running backs are valuable in fantasy football. Here in dynasty football, they're even more valuable. What do you guys do? You do you target players like Cam Akers? How do you go about acquiring running backs on your roster? Do you push it all in for the superstars, for the Dalvin Cooks, for the Christian McCaffreys, for the Jonathan Taylors? What's your oh, what's I your strategy? You were say, as you named the first two on my on my on my team, um, it, it just kind of value for me. That's really it. So a lot of times I like to keep them young. Um, so I like to draft them as rookies or trade for them when they haven't kind of broke out yet, which is tough sometimes because it's a lot harder than it used to be uh, with the media and the hype. Some of these guys are just so hyped up that whoever has them and whoever drafts them in the rookie draft is going to hang on to them with, you know, iron fists. But, um, you know, kind of like Jonathan Taylor, everybody loved him but no one wanted to trade him away in dynasty leagues because they knew that he was going to be great. And the Colts didn't use him the way they should have. But then a year and a half goes through and he still hasn't been used. There were some guys that they got rid of him, but a lot of guys were like, yeah, no, everybody still loves him. So I'm going to, I'm going to hang on to him. They have him ranked super high and lo and behold, he's the best running back in the entire NFL. Um, but really it's just value. If I could trade for one of the top dogs and they're a little older, but I can get a good deal on them. I will always do it. And if it's a younger guy that I could target early and I think that you will have to pay more for him that next year, I look at that as a value too. So as far as running backs, um, I try to draft them because they are the hot commodity. But uh, if I can't draft them and I can't trade for them, uh, I guess I just have to luck out with someone that like, like Corey just did with value. Cam Akers could be a top 10 running back. Um, and he just got him for what we, what we talked about, which is a good value if he does. So let's talk. You actually led me to another point. You and I talked just days ago during the Huddle Up draft about me potentially sending the 101 to you in exchange for Dalvin Cook. That's what it came down to. It was Dalvin Cook for the 101, and both of us had an understanding that it was going to be Brees Hall. Yes. Corey, I want to know, what would you do? If you're sitting on the 101, or if you're sitting with Dalvin Cook, which would would you rather have? The rookie with with no proven track record in the NFL 
on one of the worst teams in the NFL, right? Because that's what it takes to be the one one right? Unless you're, I guess, I guess in Dynasty, it doesn't really yeah. work that way. But yeah, it just happened to me this year. Um, yeah, whatever. Highest drafted running back still to the worst team in football. What what would you do in that situation, Corey? Dalvin Cook or the one on one? Yeah, Brees Hall. Yep. Really, honestly, it's Dalvin Cook or Brees Hall. Dalvin you, Cook or Brees Hall. Yeah. So, I think well, you would have taken Kenneth Walker, but I mean, in our situation, and that's why I, that's why we spe- <laughs> that's so, why we yeah. specified. Yes, that's why that's why we can't say the for the one on ones. So yeah, so, Brees Hall or Dalvin Cook. Yeah, it, there's a lot of things that come into it. Where's your roster at? Um, the roster is terrible. Here, I'll tell you, the roster is terrible. I've got the first overall pick this year, and I wouldn't surprise me if I have the first overall pick next year. Uh, on paper, it looks really good, but it underperformed so poorly that, I mean, I, I can't sit here and pretend, well, I was the last place team this year, so I'm going to be the first place team next year. Right? That's ridiculous. It's a bad team. All right. And, and, it's de- and it's decrepit at running back. There are no running backs on the roster. So I guess, are you in a position where you think, hey, I can trade my future picks for players right now that are going to make an impact? If you're content to sit, I'm going to take the rookie. I'm going to take Brees Hall just based off the situation. If you're kind of like me where you can, you're thinking about what I can do with my um, my capital right now, you know, I, I get Dalvin Cook. Okay, maybe I can spend next year's picks for a wide receiver and I feel like I'm there. You go Dalvin Cook. But if you're the kind of person that wants to sit on your picks and sit and wait, yeah, take the rookie. I I don't hate that at all. Daniel, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's all team dependent. You were texting me and you said, look, I, I, it seems like I do this every year and I've got to kind of switch it up. You know, I always trade out of these drafts and I, I have the opportunity to draft a good running back here. And I think um, if I just keep not, if I keep avoiding drafting these young guys and starting my team from a rebuild, basically a normal standpoint, then I'm, I, I'm losing out. I got to switch it up. So uh, I'm with Corey, actually. It's all team dependent, uh, these trades, because it's a running back for a running back. Uh, Brees Hall is supposed to be really good. Dalvin Cook is really good. So it's kind of just one of those things of, like you said, I'd rather I'd rather pass on a guy that's going to be 27 when the year uh, starts for a 20. What's Brees Hall? 22, yeah. 21. Yeah. To me, um, to me, and that was the big thing is when I looked back at when I looked at the two players and I looked at Dalvin Cook. I'm not going to pretend that I I believe Dalvin Cook's top five running back, both in the NFL and in fantasy. Right? I think that's realistic. I don't feel like a fool for saying that. We can debate him being a top five running back. Um, will it happen? I don't know. He's got some injury issues. And on top of that, he's a little bit older. And so for me, I think it was a combination of all those things that ultimately I plugged my nose and jumped into the freezing cold water. It wasn't fun. I'm not excited. But I feel like I, that was the best of, of two scenarios. Daniel, let's talk about your team. What did you do this offseason in our Huddle Up Listener League? Um, almost nothing, okay. to be honest. Okay. Um, I made a trade. Let me see. I made a trade early on. It was in March. I actually traded away Saquon Barkley and Elijah Mitchell for DeAndre Swift and a 23 first. I felt like that was, that was pretty good. Elijah Mitchell was the starting running back at the time, but I kind of feel like it was hard to trust uh, the 49ers run game when everyone was healthy. But I also had Debo Samuel. I have Debo Samuel and George Kittle 
So I don't want to be sitting there with three starting 49ers every week. It's kind of one of those things where I like to mix it up, but I trade away Saquon Barkley because I really like DeAndre Swift. I like the kind of the direction that Detroit's going. I feel like they're slowly building to something there, not like a, you know, powerhouse or anything. It's still Jared Goff, but, um, but they seem to be making a lot of the right moves. And I like the 23 draft class. Um, so to get a 23 first on, on top of that, but that's really the only thing that I, I did. I did most of my work two off seasons ago, traded for Cooper cup, traded for Debo Samuel, traded for Christian McCaffrey, traded for, uh, Dalvin cook. Um, yeah, basically my entire team and that they're all superstars. So I'm, I'm super thrilled with it, but I, I did almost nothing. And then, uh, for the draft, I really didn't, I sat back after you declined that I kind of went into a, uh, well, we're just going to ride the draft out <laughs> kind of thing. Cause I didn't have a first. And then I, I, my first pick was like the two twelve, and I traded out of it. So, uh, yeah, I took the stance of, well, we'll, uh, I've got a good enough team. We'll try again next year kind of thing. You know, and that's the thing about dynasty. <clears throat> my team did very little too. Um, I, I was less active than you, but I feel like there were more changes on my squad than any other squad in the league. I mean, let's look. I don't like, I'm a guy that doesn't really like having two wide receivers from the same squad in your starting lineup ever. Like, it just sounds like a mess. You think about um, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, okay, but that doesn't really happen. Like, nobody does that, right? How do you foresee that happening? How do you predict something like that? You don't. You think about even um, Woods and Cup, right? That wasn't a tremendous one-two punch. There was never, there were never weeks where I mean, there were weeks where both of them were exploding, but you couldn't count on it every week. The Steelers, they had that for a while, right? But you don't want, I don't want two wide receivers from the same team in my starting lineup every week. I prefer to not even have two starting wide receivers in the roster because it just causes confusion. It's like, uh, think about the Patriots running backs, right? You don't, you, they're all the same, but none of them are equal in any given week. I mean, and my, and my, <clears throat> on this team, Allen Robinson got traded to the LA Rams, and now I started to sweat it because all of a sudden, two guys that I really liked were on the same roster, both in my starting lineup and both on the same team, Robert Woods and Allen Robinson. On one hand, I think, oh my God, Allen Robinson's finally got the best quarterback he's ever had in his life, right? I said he was quarterback proof. He proved me wrong. He wasn't quarterback proof. He had a terrible year, awful year, worst year of his career. But now there's hope except for Cooper Cup, except for Robert Woods. And I just happen to have one of the other two on my team. Then Robert Woods gets traded to Tennessee. Then I think, holy shit, Robert Woods is now the number two to A.J. Brown. Then, as we know, A.J. Brown gets traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. By the way, I have no Philadelphia Eagles wide receivers on my roster. So, all of a sudden, Robert Woods is the, probably the premier deep threat in Tennessee, I would say. The rookie's probably not that guy yet. The, the rookie, does he not profile as more of a possession receiver? Help me out here. He profiles as an A.J. Brown. And th- then where does Robert Woods fit in? He's more of like a possession receiver. And I had it backwards. He always I apologize. has been. I apologize. I had it backwards. Woods yeah. s- still has his value. It's a PPR league. I'm fine with that. They're off each other. The, the point is they're separate from each other again. Allen Robinson and Robert Woods are away from each other. Kareem Hunt sits on the roster. He's coming back. Should be healthy, right? The, the thing about Dynasty, the point of all this is 
Sometimes things just work out. And I mentioned before, I'm not going to pretend that I can go from the worst team in the league to the best team in the league. But sometimes when you look at these rosters after these changes, and you don't have to redraft these players, I mean, think about, really think about what Allen Robinson's draft capital is going to be in redraft leagues now that he is paired with Matt Ryan. Think about where that's going to be. It's going to be low. It's going to be too low, by the way. He's going to be Stafford. Yes, I'm sorry. I said Ryan. I apologize. Yep. In redraft leagues, Allen Robinson is going to be underdrafted, but even still, he's going to be drafted higher than he was last year, and it's just because of the pairing. And so sometimes what I'm saying is the beauty of dynasty leagues is sometimes shit just happens, and sometimes it just works out. And I feel like I'm the beneficiary of that this year. My, my, my bench sucks. I'm not pretending this is a great team, okay? A couple injuries, and I'm back in the same spot I was last year. But that's what I'm most excited about. I got lucky. I got lucky. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, if this offseason has taught us anything, it is that no one is safe. You know, you look at these high-caliber wide receivers, and you're, you think there's no way these teams would trade this, you know, 40% target share type guy like Tyreek Hill, like Devonta Adams, like A.J. Brown, and they all found different teams this same offseason. And they, you know... You have a guy that's linked to Patrick Mahomes, so you're buying him up in Dynasty. You're eating that up, and then you have a guy that's linked to Aaron Rodgers, and then all of a sudden, it's it's unknown, um, you know, for their future, especially with Tyreek. I mean, do my you, God. Do you think maybe the wide receivers are starting to have the running back effect in the new NFL with, like, like they say, like, the schemes and stuff stem from the bottom, so, like, the NFL is starting to become more of, like, a college offense league where they feel like maybe the wide receivers are more replaceable. Do you yes. think that has anything yes. to do with it? I think you're seeing that. I, go ahead, Daniel. Go ahead. I was going to say, I would think that if they weren't going to other teams and setting records every time they would sign a new contract. Running well, backs well, aren't doing that. So what, you, well, what, I, what I'm saying is with running backs, by signing them to a big contract, it's a mistake. So in this scenario that like basically the Dolphins signing Tyreek Hill to a giant contract would be a mistake. Do you think it's a mistake or do you think he's actually going to make a difference? Or do you think they would have been fine with a rookie wide receiver with a bunch of speed like Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill is different. There's There's multiple things to that. I mean, you almost have to get, I'm not saying you have to get a guy like Tyreek Hill, but you almost have to get a guy like that, make a move, make a huge move to know if Tua is the answer as well. So it's kind of like, yes, he helps the offense, but this also proves what we're kind of all thinking. And if he is the guy, then we have a great, you know, great team. But if he isn't the guy, we've literally just thrown everything at him and there's no excuses anymore. So I I think there's a couple different moving parts with that to know if it's a mistake or not, because I guess we don't know. So it sounds like we've gotten off of our dynasty leagues, which is fine with me. Corey, have you seen your boy Tua? in practice, throwing to Tyreek? No, how'd it look? You should look. Go ahead and pull it up on Twitter. Throw it up on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's awful. No, it's good. It's fire. It's awful. It's it's rockets. It's it's horrible. He struggled to throw the deep ball. It was wobbling. It had a Peyton Manning duck wobble, and then Tyreek Hill is extremely (sighs) underthrown. Did you see the post? All they posted was a rocket ship. Yes, and I watched it, and I was like, they shouldn't have posted this. Yeah, they should not have posted that. Tyreek had to come back and stop to catch the ball. 
That's how like the if league... this is anything, then we're going to see is this it, year. If this has any, isn't that the future of the NFL? Right, pass interference, right there, bang, run into by a defender. Yeah, yeah. Carson Wentz throw, under throw it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going through Dolphins Twitter. I see some Miles Gaskin highlights, boys. Let's go. Well, let's let's. Look, can we get the? I'm, try, I'm trying to find it, dude. Hold on. Listen, you know, it's a little early for the hype, you know. Two is an elite quarterback. They, just, you know, maybe this is what it takes. It's bad. Do you throw. still firmly believe I that? I see no, I see no flop in that football. Looks I don't like see a any clean flop. Spiral. He said flop, and I didn't. When I look back, I'm glad you put it up there because I don't remember any flop. It looked like a tight ball. It just was a little under throw. It's not a very good throw. Here's my question: What if that was Dude. the worst throw of training camp? What if that was the worst throw he threw all day? You don't, first of all, Daniel, you don't have any idea <laughs> what go. was happening before or after. All you see is a close-up of Tua and then the ball in the air and then a close-up of Tyreek. You have no idea what kind of route he ran or anything. Correct. Is, That's why I thought it was a horrible video. Yeah, I agree. It's a horrible video. But I, th- I think for you to make your opinion off this is, you know, exactly what they wanted you to do. My opinion is stuck that Tua sucks. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. If he comes out this year, throws for 40 touchdowns, the Dolphins go to the playoffs, and, you know, Tyree Kill is, you know, 1,212, and Jalen Waddell catches another 100 balls, I might change my mind. But that will not happen. Is 40 touchdowns within uh, – uh, this feels like a bet. This feels like a one-shot bet. 40 touchdowns here. Um, QB stats. 40 passing touchdowns? Overall. From Tua? Yeah. So you're saying he's going to pass for 40 tutters? No, he's saying total no. touchdowns. Total touchdowns. Because um, he, he, he could rush. No, no. With no. that dynamic offense that yeah, he's nobody got. Nobody does he's that. He's got two, two nobody, decent Nobody does 40. And then, if you wanted to make a shot bet, I would do 21 and a half. There we go. I think that's more realistic. I would do 21 and a half passing touchdowns. He just acquired Tyree Kill. That's such a weak line. I don't have Tyree Kill. No, no, no. The team that you're that you're rooting for here with the shot bet. Okay. You have Jalen well, Waddle and Tyree Kill, and you're saying you're you're saying the over under is twenty one and a half. I think said, you're proving my point. You said Tua sucks. Yes, what he do you does. Want, what do you, what's the what should the line be? Twenty. If Tua throws twenty one touchdowns, I think he sucks even worse than before this conversation. Oh, how many should he throw? I'm thinking. I'm just thinking ceiling here. Okay. With Tyreek. Last, last year he threw 16. Let's put that out there. There were 16 passing yeah. touchdowns. Okay. A 90- I think 21 and a half is a perfect line. Oh my gosh. No, I'm, I'm you not, would be happy with 21? He missed games. He missed games last year. And and he had to deal with Fitzpatrick. Is that right? Was that last year? I'm thinking if he throws under 30, he gets he's done. Trash can goat gaming oh. says 30. Perfect. That's exactly what I was thinking. 30. Corey, you willing to take a shot for a bet on 30 touchdowns? 24 and a half is my limit. <laughs> no, exactly. Hey, wait a minute. Dude, though, if, seriously. He, if he throws 24 and a half, he's done. I'm looking here and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine quarterbacks through for more than 30 touchdown passes. Daniel, I do think your line is too high. It was Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Prescott, Rogers, Herbert, Stafford, and Brady. 
with 43. You're, you're telling me with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle that he can't throw for um, a third of the league. He can't get in the top 30 percent of the. Dude, you want do you want under 24 and a half or not? No. Okay, then you think he's good? No, in the 20s, okay. he's, if he throws in the 20s, you're telling me with he's done with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Russell Wilson can't score 30 passing touchdowns because it was only 25. 24 yeah, well, and a half line. You 24 and a half is the right line. 24 and a half is the right line, Corey. If he doesn't want to take it, that's his problem, not yours. That's the right line, brother. Good job. If, you, if you're afraid to take 24 and a half, you think two is good. I know you're trying to like coax me into taking the shot bet, but let's go ahead and do it. No, Kyler Murray All was 24. Right, that's, that's, Kyler nope, Murray was 24. Kyler, Kyler got hurt. Let's do it because two of blows. There it is. Let's 20, fucking go. 24 and a half. Write it up. Put it up. <laughs> Put it on the board. Okay. If he... Uh, if I'm right on this, the Dolphins could not go into next season with Tua. Hey, I don't owe any shots. Oh, no, I don't owe any shots. Wait, That's is, you, is, the, is the bet void if he gets injured? Oh, I do owe a shot. How many, how many games does he have to be injured? Three? Uh, I, I was thinking three. three. Okay. Okay. Was, if he's injured saying... for more than three games, our bet's off. The Lions didn't draft a quarterback, did they, in the first two rounds? I'll give you that. Correct. They Damn. did not. Yikes. Yikes. They're saving it for next year. Speaking of this, it's very unfortunate in my home dynasty league, okay? And I, I, I have a very good track record in this league. I had the Pat Mahomes Tyree Kill stack. And then that got blown up. I actually traded away Patrick Mahomes this offseason and traded for Tua in the process because I have Jalen Waddle. So I had Jalen Waddle on my team. And so now Tua is not my starting quarterback. It's Matt Stafford. Okay. But okay. That changes who things. would you guys trade in a dynasty league? Okay. Take uh, you know, take take note in as far as age, who would you trade first, Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill? Waddle. Waddle, for sure. He's not, he hasn't proved anything. Neither has Tyreek in this offense. Yeah, but Tyreek got a name. Listen, his, his name has value. Jalen Waddle just set the rookie reception. Record. I get it. I get it. And, and they have rapport. Whoa, 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 wait. What Waddle do? He set the rookie reception record. Yeah, they yeah, were poor no until, rookie ever un, until has caught more balls in their rookie season. Until Tua sucks oh. and he's gone, and there's somebody oh. else here, right? Your words, not well, mine. That changes things. You know a lot of stats, Daniel. I uh, if if Waddle just set the rookie reception record, I'm taking Waddle over Tyree Kill. <laughs> what? Completely flipped your answer. I'm yeah. not flipping. I knew that stat. I'm not flipping. No. I would, I'm telling you, I would rather trade Waddle. Yeah. But I'm also, well, I'll tell you this I'm too. a pessimist. I'm this also league. a pessimist. And it takes me a long time. Usually I don't sign up. Like I don't get real into a guy until it's too late. That's just the way it is. Like it takes me a long time to really buy into year after year performance because the league is so, um, how do I say? Um, the turnover is so high that the flash in the pan is so fast that, it really yeah. takes two or three years. It, two years is not enough. 
I'll just say that. Two years of high-end performance is not enough for me. So uh, we'll see with Waddle. I'm willing to be wrong, but I would rather sell him and let somebody like Daniel give me something more proven. That's what I would say. Well, unfortunately, this league is very fickle because uh, as soon as Tyreek got traded to them, I couldn't give away to Waddle. (laughs) As far as trade value right now, um, I don't know that I'll be trading either one of them because everybody thinks that Tyreek Hill took a hit and Waddle took a hit. So it may just have to, we'll, we'll have to wait for the season to start and hopefully they start hot and maybe I can, uh, I can flip one of them. Cause I don't like, like what you said, Tony, I don't like when there's two starting wide receivers on the same uh, fantasy football team. And now I'm relying on Tua. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. That's exactly what I'm talking about. If you just had Waddle, or if you just had Hill, you'd feel fine. It worked out with Waddle late last year. I loved it. But now you've got both. You're going to start both every week? You have to. I mean, you have to, and, yeah. And now you've got, you essentially have guaranteed yourself a dud. And one of your starting, starting lineups, most weeks, more weeks than not, you're going to be below 10 fantasy points. And for me, that's the threshold. I want double-digit fantasy points in every roster spot in the lineup. Debo Samuel, he's still a 49er, right? Yeah. Yeah, he says he's not going anywhere. How? What's what's his stock look like this year? Same? Better? Worse? Worse because uh, the jury's still out on Trey Lance. I'm a big Trey Lance fan, and he Debo did have decent stats when he played um, last year. Talk about Trey Lance. But one of the games was because of one pass. Like he had a he had a few catches. He was like three for forty or something, and then had a big deep ball, and that made his week. Um, and then another week, yeah, I think he got lucked out too uh, with one single play, which is what Debo does. But um, I, I think the the comfort zone of having Jimmy Garoppolo as your starting quarterback knows you're not going to take many risks, and you know the offense was just a little more reliable with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think Debo really took a hit without anything really changing on the team. See, I disagree. I think he's about the same just because he is a guy you scheme to get the ball. I think with the coaching there, he's a guy who plays a lot out of the backfield, which makes it easy for a guy like Trey Lance to get him the ball. So if you're a Debo guy, you know, if you easy, if he's on your fantasy football team, I don't think you're dumping him right now. I think you should hold on to him. If Debo's on my fantasy team, I'm dumping him. I, really? I see what you're saying, Trashcan. Don't look at his Trashcan Goat Gaming says don't look at his catches though. Look at his rushes as well. And I don't sure. have the, I don't have the stats in front of me. I know that for the last half of the year, Debo was a rushing god. I, I mean I know yes. that to be fact. But you and I both talked about a couple weeks ago how there are reports that Debo doesn't want to be a running back and wide receiver. He wants to prolong his career and Correct. just be a wide receiver. So let's so pretend there's a, so there's a factor. No matter what team he's on, let's say that Kyle Shanahan is smart enough to say, okay, we've got a playmaker here that can be electric when I need him, when I have to have a first down, when I need to win the Super Bowl. If I can postpone these, these impacts until it's the playoffs. Imagine, imagine Debo in the playoffs, okay? First of all, let's imagine that. Like, that is a force to be absolutely fucking reckoned with. If, if he wants to be there. And if he wants to play that role, and if he hasn't already been 
driven into the ground over and over again when he said he doesn't want to be. I mean, that's the big thing to me. Is It's really weird. I'm having a really hard time with Debo Samuel because most of the time you see these wide receivers, Odell Beckhams, throwing a fit because they're not getting enough attention. Here's Debo. They're propping him up. The face of the team. I mean, they're putting him above George Kittle in a lot of ways, above the quarterback. This doesn't happen. This does not happen. I can't name a better running back on the team than Debo Samuel, right? I can't name another wide receiver other, than, other than George Kittle. And here, Debo Samuel isn't happy because he's being overused. So my point is, if he goes, whether he goes back to San Francisco or goes to another team, he will not be used the same way again. I'm selling. I am out on Debo Samuel. I don't want anything to do with it. I think he's great for football. I think he's great for the NFL. But I think he is an absolute cancer on your fantasy football team, and he is going to let you down this year. He will not be what he was last year. I won't have any Debo Samuel. A cancer. Debe, Debo Samuel, a cancer. He will rot away. Yes. he will. Dis- you will start him every week because of what he did last year, and he will just eat your fantasy team away. A, a cancer to fantasy wow. football. Wow, geez. That's I big. mean, it is scary because I had Debo all last year, and it was awesome. But every week I was like, is this the week that Debo is going to get hurt? Is he going to be out? Like he had injuries galore in the first couple of years that he was in the NFL. It's not a knock against Debo. He can do it. It's not a, I'm not saying that he can't do it. He doesn't want to. He won't. That's what I'm saying. He won't do it. That's all. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's looking more and more likely every day that he's going to end up back with San Francisco this year. Sure. Which they're trying. They're yeah. the ones saying, hey, we want him back. I, he's, this is all him. This isn't, and I know, think, this isn't the Titans. And not I think what they say, I think they say, here's the brink trucks. Here's all the money. I'm going to back it up to your fucking back door. And all you have to do is put it into your basement, right? You don't have to yeah, do anything. You shut up and do what we want for you. Oh, and hey, by the way, <laughs> we're not going to, by the way, we're not going to run you. 60 rushes in the first 10 weeks of football, right? We're going to save that for when we absolutely have to have it. We're going to save that for the but, third quarter. But it's still going to happen, Debo, because we need it. When, it, when we ask and you to do it. we're paying all this money, you're going to do, do, do it. Yeah, 59 rushes. There you go. Yeah, 59 rushes is a lot. I mean. That's a lot. Is that back. what he did last yeah. year? running back, yeah. Was it 59? <laughs> I need to look up to verify, but chat says 59. If 59 is accurate, I mean, that's that's a backup running back load. Anyway, um, anything else, guys? This turned into a good show. What about that? No show sheet. We sat around and bitched at each other for a half hour, and I hit the button. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to hit the fucking button, man. Hit the fucking button, man. Anything else? I got nothing else. Daniel? I wish I did. But I don't. (laughs) You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three. We could uh, briefly talk about um, shop bets real quick. Trashcan mentions that uh, Pickett went to the Steelers when I said he wouldn't. And you're right, ooh, Tony. Ooh, I like it. The beautiful thing about the last 10 minutes we just talked about is I didn't record it on the podcast. Fuck you, dude. No, I'm going to break your goddamn Stop, listen, neck. Listen, 
this is the point. Here's the point. If you want to listen, if you want to hear everything, if you want to know what really goes on, you got to subscribe to DJ Silk at Twitch. You got to. It's the only way to see how the cookie is made. Well, they're not hearing this either. They're going to hear this because this is getting recorded. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.